This is the Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your Word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The Word to Stand On for Life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show, the Thursday edition, the date day edition. I was just thinking, Paula, when when John was was doing the introductions, mm-hmm. and for you in the audience, John is the announcer who introduces the program at the beginning and at the break and and signs us off. I miss John White. I know. Is that like the greatest voice ever? Well, sort of. Him and Barry White. You know it. That's right. Oh, and Luther. And Luther Vandross. Yeah. <laughs> I heard a a song the other day, and I can't even remember. Remember, I told you, I said, I heard a Luther Vandross. Oh, it was I'll Love You Forever. (laughs) And see, when when I talk... When Luther sang that, I believed he loved me forever. You know he did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And as you know now, this is the date day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. All we uh, want you to do is call us. Paul is live in the studio. If you have any questions about anything, you can dial 210-340-9585 or toll-free if you're outside the local San Antonio area, 877-630-KSLR. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. If you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Well, Paula, I'm excited for what you have to say. If you're as smart as you are good looking today, this can be a great show. I've never thought of myself as, as being smart, Ron, and, and you know that full well. But since the Holy Spirit lives in me, I'm a genius. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, so I was thinking about purpose. What is the purpose of being saved? You know, because as we well know, Jesus, and it would have been really fine with me if Jesus, when I got saved, would have taken me straight to heaven. You know, because... Except I wouldn't be here, and even if God did save me after that, I'd be really lonely. The Holy Spirit would be with you, Pastor Ron. <laughs> You would never be alone. He said he would never leave you or forsake you. I didn't you. say alone. I said lonely. Oh, see, so yeah, I get Okay, there's a difference. That is true. Okay, so in my geniusness of this day, <laughs> um, I was thinking, uh, what's the purpose of being left here? And um, in Matthew 22, 37 and 38 and 39, um, this is it. One of the One of the things. Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's a good purpose. A high, high calling. Um, Because to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind, you know, we can, that makes sense, you know, and we want to do that. Of course, we need the Holy Spirit to help us to do that because our flesh still gets in the way with all our hearts. Sometimes our hearts are a little uh, less than totally committed to the Lord. Sometimes we can find ourselves... You you think. You think? uh, A little divided, you know. Um, Was it last week when we were talking? And, I, I, you know, I confessed that at times I'm more of a a fair weather Christian. As long as things are going kind of smooth, or if they go a little bit bad, you know, I can be okay. But when it's really bad, then I have to take a step back and say, you know, Lord, 
you know I love you. Like like Peter, you know I love you, Lord. <laughs> oh, okay, I like you. Yeah. I like you a lot, but I don't like you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But today you're kind of stressing me, you know. And so help me to love you the way you want me to love you. And then this second part, and the Lord is faithful. He'll give you a test, won't he? He'll, okay, let me see. Here you go. Take this one. But then the, the second one is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. We have no problem loving ourselves, but to love my neighbor as myself? Hmm. Well, work in progress. That's all I can say. <laughs> work in progress. We, we should be like the people that Jesus was talking to. They said, well, well, who is my neighbor? Yeah, yeah. And of course, anyone and everyone that we come into contact mm-hmm. with. Every, anyone and everyone. In fact, in uh, the last few of our studies, you know, we're, the ladies are in James. And, uh, well, it, I think in all the studies, Pastor Ron, uh, like I, as I'm thinking, the Lord wants us to love everybody. But in one of the studies in particular, I think it was Linda's, she said that we are to look at everybody as though they will be saved, not look at them and judge like, oh, no way they're going to get saved. You know, they are way too far out there in the world. But to look at everybody and share Jesus with everyone as though they would say yes. You you know, that's... um, um, When people are way out there, Mm -hmm. it may look to us, it's a a reasonable reaction to say, well, they're way too out there to get saved. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it should break our hearts. That's what loving them is and telling them the truth yeah, yeah, in love. Yeah. I remember Kat in, in New York, the one yeah. who had the tattoos, butterflies, so they were pretty. <laughs> and piercings and, and mm-hmm, yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just head down, didn't Th- this want was, to This was on a subway when we were sharing Jesus with people mm-hmm. uh, at, at a, a little evangelism trip some people in our church took a lot of years ago now. Yeah, yeah. In fact, it was a year after 9-11. That's so. exactly right. Um, but she had these tattoos all over and um, just started talking to her. And she was kind of like a little put off at first. And we weren't going to stop talking to her, you know. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> We're from Texas. Uh, I like your tattoos. Did that hurt? That's a pretty one. You know, I mean, just conversation. To, and she, was, she got to that point where she said, they're just not going to leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> and I think she had, um, it was a Joan Baez. Yeah, book a book that she was reading, and in our group was somebody who was a Joan Baez nut. Yes, and so knew she, every yeah. song she ever. That's just the Lord, how He just divine appointments, mm-hmm. and um, and so my, I could just get out of the way after because my friend who was the Joan Baez, she was more shy than me. I me, mean, I was going to keep talking to her. I found something, and so uh, Marianne, Joan Baez. That just, they just, <laughs> and I was just sitting over on the side saying, okay, Lord, you know, move on Cat's heart. Hold, hold that thought. We've okay. got, got a caller waiting, and I hate to keep people holding. So let's go to Luke on line one from San Antonio. Luke, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Ron. This is Luke. Hi, Luke. Oh, oh Luke, oh, I miss you, we so miss you so much. so much. I had a question about the Great Tribulation. Okay. Are people able to get saved during the Great Tribulation? Yeah, Luke. Great question, and let me tell you something. Well, well, I, I'm I'm thrilled that you called. We miss mm-hmm. you and your family so much. Can't wait till we can hug you again. And Luke, if you're taller than I am, when I see you the next time, I'm going to have somebody <laughs> beat you up. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Luke. In the Great Tribulation. Not only are people going to get saved, but it's going to be the greatest revival in the history of the world. Um, God is going to going to anoint and seal 144,000 Jewish evangelists. He's going to turn them loose. He's going to make sure that they're um, safe. They, they can't be harmed um, because God is going to protect them. And they're going to go all over the world sharing the gospel. And, and uh, imagine, Luke, 144,000 Apostle Pauls only um, stronger because they can't be hurt. Well, that's what's going to happen during the Great Tribulation. 
And um, uh, and while being saved, I hate to say this, but being saved is going to cost almost all of them their life. Um, there is going to be a great revival, and those people are going to be in heaven. Now, you can go to Revelation chapter 4 and 5, and you can find those um, tribulation martyrs, people that get saved in the great tribulation and lose their lives. You can find them under the altar of God, crying out, How long, O God, until we're avenged? And God tells them, Just hold on a little bit because he's coming. So, Luke, wonderful question. Thank you very much. And give your mom and dad a big hug and kiss for us, please. Thanks, Luke. Mm -hmm. And though we haven't seen you guys in person, we see you every day. You're on the top middle of our prayer wall at home. And so, but that's a pretty old picture. We need an updated one. And I'm sure Luke's taller than me. <laughs> He's been picking me up off the ground for a couple of years now. <laughs> and, now, uh, you know, just, just for, for the radio uh, audience, you might remember now it's been a long time I think he's uh, but, probably eight or nine by now, ten maybe. You know, I don't yeah, even know. But, but. but Luke, Luke is a baby that we prayed for uh, here on the radio show, uh, prayed for in our church all the time. Uh, Mom and Dad were unable to get pregnant and or stay and pregnant. Stay pregnant. Yeah, mm -hmm. they could get pregnant, but unable to stay pregnant. And um, um, God answered our prayers. And Luke is like the best of the best. He's fluent in English, fluent in German, and I think he's almost fluent in Spanish. Oh my goodness! As a kid, yeah. See, it's smart. Amazing. That's when you get smart parents. Yeah, yeah, that's what you get. We we didn't win that lottery. No, we didn't. <laughs> Thank you, Luke. We love you. God bless you. Mm -hmm. Okay, Paula, pick it up where you were. Okay. Um, okay, we were talking about Kat with her tattoos, and, and Joan Baez and my friend was leading her to the Lord, and she had all these tattoos and had her head down um, because she didn't want to be rejected any longer. She didn't want to be rejected, and she didn't want to be, um, I, I guess her mother was religious, but she wasn't a Christian. She was just religious and very strict and rigid and just turned, turned the cat off. And so and she's talking with us, you know, we're all crazy and having fun, and, and then she finds out we're Christians. You're Christians? Yeah, why? <laughs> and you, you, know? you act like this? Yeah, and you act like this? And, and I said... Yes, we are, and, and we go to a certain church, and I said, there's a couple of them here in, in New York, you know, in the area, so uh, we're having, that's when you're having that, the, it's not a concert, but I guess it kind of was, where uh, the lady from... Jeannie Bracca was there. Yeah, it, w it was just a, a, an outreach one year after 9-11 uh, to New York, you know, they kept saying, don't tell people about Jesus, they're tired of hearing about Jesus, mm -hmm. they're tired of Christians coming in here and trying to evangelize them. And we found just the opposite was true. Everybody, yeah. everybody wanted to hear about Jesus. Mm -hmm. They were so tired of being without hope. Mm -hmm. And we had this big uh, uh, show at a theater um, in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, while we were there, uh, just the, the numbers of people that got saved, it was, it was just an amazing thing. And yeah. Jeannie Bracca was on the stage with me. Mm -hmm. It was cool. Yeah. But, but uh, Kat said, somebody like me could come to your church? I mean, somebody like you, most of the people in our church look like you. <laughs> uh, uh, the oldest lady at the time uh, on the worship team besides me, she I think she started it. She had the first tattoo just up and down one of her legs. I said, oh, yeah, no, no, you can go to church with tattoos. Even Jesus, when we see him, he'll have King of Kings and Lord of Lords written on his robe and his thigh. We got tattoos everywhere. It's in the Bible. And, and so... Marianne was able to lead her to the Lord. She was so excited. I, people like me can come to your church. It's okay. Because I'm sure she had been told, you know, a lot of people have been, you know, you have tattoos, you can't go to heaven. You know, if, if you don't wear your dress at a certain length, you can't go to heaven. If you wear pants and you're a girl, you can't go to heaven. I mean, just all those things that she was just turned off by religion. And who isn't? So it was, it was fun. So share, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And um, yeah, I, I, I would add one thing about loving your neighbor. Loving your neighbor uh, demands that we tell them about Jesus. We, we look for the opportunities. Yeah. I think the passive Christian is the one who's really missing out on what God wants to do through them. Mm -hmm. And I think loving our neighbor 
uh, take some risks. We risk being rejected. Uh, we risk um, um, people being offended by us. Uh, we risk them hating us. But, you know, if we just hang in there and have the joy of the Lord, um, you know, they, they he breaks them up. Yeah. Last night in the message, uh, Genesis 27, 11 through 46, and I thought you were great, Pastor Ron, but I was like, there's no way he's going to get <laughs> get all these scriptures in, but you did great. Um, when you got to verse, verses 37 through 40, um, I wrote myself a note, and uh, let me see, and it says, Paula, think about what you want your walk to be and go after it. Think about what you want your walk to be and go after it. Now, my life and our walks are not going to always be easy or fun, but I want my walk to be one that Jesus can smile at. Um, just like with with Cat in New York, you know. I'm not th- just talking about something that happened a long time ago. Pretty much, you know, I want to use my gift of encouragement to um, help other people. And so just talking to them, I'm looking for an opening. Uh, I kind of learned some of that stuff from you, Pastor Ron. But looking for an opening and she just had those butterfly tattoos everywhere. So, I mean, there was the opening. And I was able to, let me see this one. Oh, I like that. Yeah, and just get to talk to her, and it ends up leading to Jesus. Okay, so how, how are you connecting the verses that you said, 3740, to that statement? I'm, oh, no, I, in there. In there, I just wrote myself a note saying, because you were saying um, Isaac was still shaking in fear and talking about Esau. Um, the family treated God's blessing like it wasn't that important, important playing fast and loose. Well, I know I've been given a gift of encouragement. I don't want to play fast and loose with it. I want to use my gift to the fullest. And so, Paula, I told myself, and I underlined it, and I started. <laughs> that means it's really important. Paula, think about what you want your walk to be and go after it. And so, because I have the gift of encouragement, I see a whole lot of people who are without God and without hope in the world. They're the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, the confused, and the fearful. And um, the Holy Spirit's kind of, you know, Acts 532 says, he'll give the Holy Spirit to those who are obedient. And so I want to be obedient, Lord, like this morning when we were praying, Lord, give us opportunities. We'll be together today. Give us opportunities to shine for you. If there's an opportunity to share you, don't let us miss it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to me, Paul, and, and I think we've shared this before. The, the Thursday's our day off. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I only come in here for the radio program, um, and, and we hang out together during the day. It's not like we do these crazy things, but we just, just sort of hang out. Mm-hmm. But we, 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 we pray, uh, Lord, give us the opportunity today, mm-hmm. wherever we go. And today you were the one who prayed it. Wherever we go, give us the opportunity. Um, uh, when we came out of our breakfast restaurant there was a text waiting for you a missed call Mm -hmm. and it was somebody whose mother is dying she's home in hospital and taking a turn for the worse and um um, the the man asked if we could come over and share with her and you know um it'd be so easy and and he said bless his heart he's so sweet he just said look i i know you may be uncomfortable doing home visits with covid and everything but i said oh no no we're in Mm -hmm. As soon as the radio program's over, we'll be there. By the way, you guys can be praying um, after the radio program that God has prepared this woman's heart. But, but um, you know, it, it's like, how, how can you pray that prayer and then say, but it's my day off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to, to, to find out just how urgent Dire. the yeah. situation mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. And um, um, so we're, we've got that appointment when we leave here today, and, and I'm praying that uh, at the last minute, uh, yeah. our family will be added two by one. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's the last one. Maybe. Wouldn't that be great? Uh-huh. It kind of reminds me of our first ministry together at the nursing home. You know, there's a whole lot of people, you know, over the over the year and a half or so, we would go there that weren't there yeah. after, after time. Um, but how many, uh, like Wilma, who got uh-huh. saved, you know, and Nobody wanted to be around her. Evidently, she was kind of a mean lady. You know, even her kids and grandkids 
had gotten to that place of not visiting her. And she she was very wealthy. Yeah. And so she she um, she's driving kids away who were hoping to be in the will. <laughs> so you know that she was difficult. <laughs> but but it just uh, and it, it reminds me every young Christian. I don't not young like eighteen or nineteen, mm-hmm. but but young in your faith. Mm-hmm. N- ministering in a nursing home is something you all ought to do. Yeah. Uh, they're craving companionship, fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, they're ignored. Uh, it's not an easy ministry, but it is so rewarding. Um, they don't want to argue with you about doctrine. They want to talk about Jesus, mm-hmm. and people get saved. Yeah. And and you, you're talking to people who are literally in their last days, yeah. and and that's a ministry that everybody ought to grab onto. Yeah. And you know, if you're faithful, we did that until I went to Bible college. <coughs> we did that until I went to Bible college, and um, and then you know I couldn't keep coming back. But but that's one of the best ministries ever, and it was a ministry that taught us to serve together. Yeah, it did. It, the the problem with it now is. Mr. C has entered our world, and so that that kind of is one of the ministries that's been put on hold. People can't really go into the nursing homes and stuff, and so, um, but you can sure pray and and for those opportunities when they present themselves, don't miss them. That's yeah, and and th- this this will pass eventually, oh, yeah. and but but it's it's a wonderful ministry opportunity, mm-hmm. and you learn so much, yeah. and uh, the way the the older people humble you is um, the, one of the richest things ever. It's just like uh, you're right in the middle of a Bible study. Mm-hmm. i got to go poop. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's, just, it's, it's just a really, really valuable ministry. Yeah. You know, Paula, you, you, oh mentioned, you mentioned last night's Bible study. We're, we're inside about four minutes now for just half of the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, uh, last night's Bible study was one that I'm old enough, I'll probably never teach all the way through Genesis again. Okay. Um, I, I never want to teach Genesis 27 again. It's ugly. It, 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 it's Ugh. ugly. Um, uh, I thought the Bible study was ugly. Um, I, it just wasn't great. But you mentioned those verses, and uh, I think we all can really learn something from Esau. You know, um, when he was hungry, he sold his birthright for a bowl of stew. Uh, and yet the verses you mentioned, he's, Father, don't you have a blessing for me? What about me? What about me? Suddenly it was important. Mm-hmm. That was important because the older son got the double portion. But everybody knew that the blessing was going to go to Jacob. And they all tried to manipulate their own way. Mm-hmm. And the result was the most dysfunctional family. I, I liken them to the Carringtons and to the Ewings mm-hmm. from the soap opera TV shows in the, in the, the, the 80s. And um, um, th- there just wasn't anything redeeming about last night other than I got through it, mm-hmm. and now we can move on. Yes, please. Let's just get going. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we pray, come, Lord Jesus, come. We don't have to do chapter 28 or anything else. Um, but, yeah, no. Ch- chapter 28 is getting good because the okay. next eight chapters are going to be about Jacob's life. And as I mentioned last night, he is the one... Um, Bible hero, if you can use that term. Um, he's the one who uh, we can most identify with because he's the most like us. A con man, a manipulator, uh, loves God, wants to do, wants the blessing of God, mm-hmm. but but he wants to do it on his terms. And uh, he's going to learn you can't do it. It's going to happen in a wrestling match with Jesus. Mm-hmm. But we'll come uh, out limping. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's one of the things that we all can, can, um, relate to yeah so yeah well the next thing i wanted to say is you know as we go through our life you know purpose is love the lord your god with all your heart love people but let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify our father in heaven even for those people who may never come to faith in christ let them be able to look at our lives and say well i don't i don't really want their jesus but Man, he or she sure seems to love him. And, you know, why Why are you not freaked out by the same things that the rest of the world is? Or um, why are you so nice to that person who has mistreated you? Uh, why do you work as... <laughs> You're not getting paid nearly as much as me, and you seem to work harder. Why are you not so upset when 
You should have got that promotion, man, but you didn't. And you're still here faithfully serving. Yeah, let your light so shine before men that they see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven where we can say, you know what? I live here on this earth, but my reward comes from the Lord. I live here, and I want to be sure to shine for him. Do you know him? You know, because you could have this same kind of peace and assurance that God's going to take care of you. My kids aren't starving, you know. We don't have a whole lot, but we're doing okay. <laughs> That's because Jesus sustains. We've got 30 minutes left in the Date Day Show. We would love your live calls and questions or comments, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. This is the word to stand up for life. We'll be back in two minutes. If you have questions about the Bible, you can send them to Pastor Ron and he'll answer them on the air or reply directly to you. Email your questions to PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. That's PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. Welcome back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. We're back, 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. Paul, you've got 30 minutes to just wow us. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then, you know, my purpose and every wife purpose is, you know, that submit word to your husband as unto the Lord. And we don't need to go there. We all know how to do that. So you can just move on. And then, of course, just submit to all the authorities. So we can we can go there. But I was so I was kind of happy and a little tearful last Sunday when you in First Corinthians 3, 9 through 15, where you talked about our Mr. Modo. Oh. Yeah, well, go ahead. If Mr. Modo, if you don't know, and most of you probably don't, when we came from uh, California, we had, Ron was driving back then, and I was in the middle, and then Mr. Modo, who weighed a more little than, bit more than, more than me, you <laughs> was, you know, in the other side. In a uh, Chevy S10 pickup. Just a so. small truck. Mm-hmm. He, he was a 120-pound Boxer Rhodesian Ridgeback mix. Mm-hmm. And when, when we drove here, it took us a long time because we had to keep stopping for him yeah. because he, he was 13 and a half years old mm-hmm. when we left here, or left for here. Yeah. And uh, he made it about a year and a half here mm-hmm. uh, before he died. And so last Sunday, I, I used him in... My introduction. I know, and Pastor Ron, you don't uh, rehearse your studies, so I never know. So that kind of caught me off guard. I was just thinking, Mr. Modo, the best dog ever. I miss him. But yeah, he was he was so good. But you were telling the church um, that the Lord taught us how to care for them by using our dog. I, you know, I don't. Yeah, using our dog, you know, just patience. I, I asked the church not to be offended, and they weren't. They, yeah. they got it. Yeah, good. <laughs> They're patient, and, and because, I mean, all hours of the night at, near the end, um, he'd be waking us up thinking he had to go to the bathroom, and most of the time he, he didn't, but he kept feeling like he was. And so up and down those stairs, you know, one thirty in the morning, Four thirty in the morning, whatever. Here we go again, and and it wasn't, it was, it was just a labor of love, like you you say sometimes, because mm-hmm. we weren't upset or frustrated or anything. Just my poor Mr. Modo. You know, I I told the church Sunday that that we had to carry him uh, in a comforter down the stairs and up the stairs. Uh, so when he needed to go out, he'd let us know, and we'd we'd do this big blue comforter. And we'd put him right in the, he'd go just lay right in the middle and we'd pick up the mm-hmm. four corners and carry him down. 
And I had to hold up his legs and his butt while he was going to the bathroom mm-hmm. and wipe him off and clean him up, you know. And and then uh, you would you would when we'd come in you you'd put him on the kitchen linoleum yep. in our apartment. It was white, so yep. if the and fleas pick out, jumped, I pick, got pick fleas one at a time. Yeah. Just make sure there were no fleas. And uh, Moda knew he was loved, yeah. and we cared for him. Uh, the day that that uh, he died, I went to uh, Arby's. His favorite food was Arby's roast beef sandwiches. Mm-hmm. So I got him three Arby's roast beef yeah. sandwiches. Yeah. And then we had to have him put down. And, um, you know, it was just, uh, it was heartbreaking to us. I mean, we 15 years we had this dog, and he'd been through so much with us. And he, he sort of, through our whole life, saved and unsaved. And um, um, when he died, it was terrible for us. It was a Wednesday. We had Bible study that night. Uh, the few people we had in our church coming at the time, mm-hmm. uh, they were all upset because he was dead. And, yeah. and well, I'm going to get you a puppy. Let us get you a puppy. No, mm-hmm. no, no. Mm-hmm. And, and for a moment, I told the church, I said, we, we, we maybe need one. Maybe that will help us with the grief and, and get through this. And the Lord kind of stopped me. And he said, no, you got a new dog. Yeah. It's your church. It's our church. And I, again, that's why I said, okay, please don't be offended by this. But mm-hmm. so, and, and then I said, you know, for 25 years, we've been picking fleas off and carrying you sometimes and cleaning up after your messes. Mm-hmm. And it's been the greatest privilege of our lives. Yeah. But God taught us using that dog exactly the kind of care he wanted for his church here in San Antonio. Yeah. And we've been doing that mm-hmm. for, for these all these years. Mm-hmm. And that you were saying also that we all have a calling because it's not just the pastors and the pastoral staff. It's moms and dads. It's uh, bosses. It's whoever. We, whoever's a, a, a Christian, we all have a calling, and we've all been gifted um, to learn, to know, and to teach God's Word, whether you stand at the pulpit or living it out at home or at work or whatever, like I've been saying, and that we are to be very careful how we build. And, you know, Pastor Ron, while you were talking, all of a sudden I just remembered Mr. Moto died on that Wednesday, October 30th. The next day was Halloween when Latosha Cook brought over Nicholas. The very next day, our hearts were just grieving over our dog and then this, this lady that I had, helped for almost her entire pregnancy, taking her to the appointments and um, there with her when she even had Nicholas at the hospital. Yeah, and she wasn't somebody from her church. She just she wasn't a believer, but no. she was just um, somebody in the apartment complex. Somebody in the apartment complex that the, when I worked at the apartment complex, um, she was just there and, and it was so busy one day that they had me show her her apartment. So that was another one of those divine appointments that God had set up for me. Um, and she would come to the prayer breakfast so she could eat. But she never did pray, never did, you know. Um, and our, our little group of women, you know, because we're all Christians, let's help her out and maybe one day, you know, kind of thing. So we gave her everything that she had for the baby, the crib, the you know, everything. Um, and she never did receive Christ, but that was the very next day after Mr. Moto, that she brought him lock, stock, and barrel and said, take him. And the take, She said, take him or I'm giving him to the state. Yeah, and this lady from the state actually called and yeah. said, she's serious. You know, sometimes people ask on the show, Paula, what, what's the life of a pastor like mm-hmm. outside the church? Well, that's what it's like. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with all these kinds of, of issues and people and, and, and tragedies in life. And here was a young girl who got pregnant intentionally mm-hmm. uh, because she thought that would help her keep her boyfriend, boyfriend. Mm-hmm. from other women. And uh, she just didn't want the baby. Mm-hmm. And she came and she said, um, again, the day after our dog died, um, you take him. And so we, we, we cleared it through the, the adoption people, the, 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 the state agency. Mm-hmm. And uh, we arranged an adoption through... Um, a Calvary Chapel in California that, mm-hmm. that uh, called House of Ruth Ministries mm-hmm. that does adoptions. But we had Nicholas for what, 17, 17 days? 17 days. 17 days. 
And we kept thinking, well, maybe, Lord, you give us another chance with kid. I blew it with our first sons. I, you know, I wasn't a Christian. Maybe this time. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. But believe me, Nicholas responded to love so quickly. And he, he was on a schedule, his own schedule. Mm-hmm. And the same time every day he'd get up, I'd walk out and he'd be just waiting for me to walk out and start giggling mm-hmm. the minute he saw me because he knew, okay, now it's playtime. Mm-hmm. It was just so great. You still had good messages, though. And I don't know how you did it because... You were just like pathetic. <laughs> he had him. He had us wrapped around his finger, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. But you, it you, was, it was awesome. I might have been pathetic. You were pitiful. I because, was a basket case. Because the day that they came, I hated to, that lady when she came <laughs> over here to get him. <laughs> uh, they, they'd flown in. We arranged for an apartment in the complex for just a the, sort of the, the 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 courtesy apartment. Yeah. And. Um, um, it was the lady and her mom coming to get our baby. <laughs> Except it was their baby. <laughs> yeah, it was well, all arranged. I know. And you looked at me and you said, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We'll, um, we'll, we'll get them set in the apartment. I'm sure they're tired from traveling. Mm-hmm. And so we'll just set them in the apartment. And Nicholas can stay with us t- tonight. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow we'll do it. I said, Paula. Yeah, I know. They came here for the baby. I know. I know. I, know. I would love to see Nicholas. But, you know, he was so good looking. When, oh. And the sweetest thing is, and that's another one of those uh, divine appointments, too, because Nicholas went to a Christian family. Where he would have been was horrible. He wasn't wanted. If she would have kept him, mm-hmm. it was just, she was, yeah, abandoned by the religion that she didn't want, but she still didn't want Jesus. Um, no telling how he would have been raised, but this other family, just the sweetest people, they had already adopted two other children, and then Nicholas, and then they adopted one more after Nicholas. So, um, But just raised in a Christian home. I, I wonder what he's, what he's doing now. Well, so now you have to wonder. That's, that's the kind of life mm-hmm. a pastor leads in the community and, and uh, outside of the pulpit. Mm-hmm. So what's next? We- Another thing is, you said, and we had talked about this um, that morning on the way to church, talking about not going on cruise control. Though I'm talking about Cat from many years ago when you went to New York. I'm talking about the opportunity we have today to go and possibly, well, we're going to tell her about Jesus, but there's a possibility that she might say yes. So what we were talking about is making our best days today and forward, you know, just continuing to um, fall more in love with Jesus and each other and the calling that God has on our life and just the zeal. He never wants us to be lacking in zeal, though at this age we get tired a little bit quicker. <laughs> um, I want, we want the best days going forward, not always looking back. You know, practically speaking, you know, the, the more time we have with Jesus, the more motivated we ought to be to serve him, the more we ought to love him. It used to be my prayer every day, Lord, help me love you more today than, than ever before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that ought to come naturally yeah. as we spend time with Jesus, as we're becoming more and more like him in this process of sanctification. Um, um, it, it ought to come naturally, and yet you talk about putting it on cruise control. Too many Christians, as they get older in their faith and, and older in chronological years, um, they, they have a tendency just to sort of kind of take a step back and watch everything that's happening mm-hmm. instead of being a part of everything that's happening. And I said to our church uh, during that study, I'll say it here today, that um, senior citizens, people that have been walking with the Lord for lots and lots of years, um, they are an unrealized treasure in the church. Now, part of it is the fault of young people. We just have a tendency in our culture to throw seniors away, like, what do they know and how can they relate to me? But the other part of it is their fault. Mm-hmm. You know, that they too retreat. quickly retreat, yeah. take a step back. Yeah. And, and again, they're still in church. They still love Jesus. They're still going to heaven, all of that. But they forget the active part. And, and I think part of that is this retirement uh, culture that we have. You know, you, you work really hard and you, you save up your money and then you coast mm-hmm. going in. Mm-hmm. 
And for a Christian, I'll be just the opposite. Never coast going in. If you save up your money and you no longer need to work, then you ought to be working hard for Jesus. And um, um, there's so many young people who could benefit so wonderfully just from um, going up to to some of the older couples in the church and saying, you know what, we're we're struggling a little bit in our marriage. Can we buy you lunch and talk to you? Mm -hmm. And just, just, again, they're an underutilized asset in the church and um, we need to utilize them. Yeah. That's us because we're them. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> there. And we're, we're, we're doing okay. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't think Lorraine would mind this, but, you know, the, as Dr. Norman wasn't able to be as physically active, he became a prayer warrior. And they also hosted um, the craft ministry at their home. And so uh, they opened up not only their home, but their hearts. And he just became a sweetheart and a prayer warrior. And and he and Lorraine became best friends. Now, mm-hmm. Dr. Norman, for those of you who don't remember asking for prayer, uh, he went to be with the Lord um, just a couple of weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. And um, um, we've, we've watched his life through... Um, his conversion and and through uh, physical tragedies mm-hmm. that he's had to endure, and yet at the same time, um, he just handled it with such grace and humility. Yeah. And to watch him and Lorene become friends, I mean, they really enjoyed one. Mm-hmm. Lorene has this wonderful but silly little laugh, mm-hmm. and when Norman would tickle her, she'd laugh. You know, she'd just laugh, and 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 you could tell. They spend a lot of time laughing together at the end, and and that's the way it's supposed to be. And and I don't know exactly how many years since his legs were amputated, but but probably in the last seven or eight years, mm-hmm. um, to see what the Holy Spirit, the work He did in Norman, but also in their marriage, mm-hmm. was just spectacular. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what we, that's what we're talking about. Watching the older couples, how they've endured, and how it turns out we could all use that. Yep. Yeah. 340-9585. We love your live call. Let's go to Jimmy calling from San Antonio. Jimmy, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Ron. Hi, Paula. How are you doing? Hi, hey, Jimmy. Sweetie. Hey, um, this guy, he didn't like some of the scriptures I shared with him about the last days and his he told me that he doesn't like churches that preach fire and blue fire. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> does, does that? Does that surprise you, Jimmy? No, he just said he's... See, we used to go to the same church, and they never used to preach like that. They used to preach about the last days and nothing like that. And he says that churches like that will make him run away. And I told him I ran away too because I didn't. But you know, that the word of God speaks the truth, and the word of God will never change. And God will not lie to us. So he's warning about these days. And then he started calling me names, like we. I was a crutch, and I said, so it kind of bothered me. So God gave me these scriptures. Psalm 46, the Lord is my refuge and my strength. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 4.12, the Word of God is living. And and uh, Matthew 4.4, 4, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Reality. So I told him, I believe in God's Word. I don't believe in these. I don't believe that. I believe in pastors who are taught and gone to school. And they preached the whole word. He says, well, don't you ever question your pastors? I said, no, I don't, because I know that the Holy Spirit tells me they're telling me the truth. Well, I question mine. I said, well, that's the business, but I don't. Yeah, you know, Jimmy, um, you're breaking up a little bit. I know we got a bad connection, but let me, let me share yeah. this with you. Jesus said people will hate you on account of him. They will insult you. Uh, and the cross, of course, is an offense. We should never be surprised... When somebody says, I don't like fire and brimstone preaching. Now, you, you've obviously, Jimmy, you've visited our church, and, and I'm, I'm the farthest thing from a fire and brimstone preacher. Uh, but um, 
when you tell somebody if they die in the condition they're in, they're going to hell, they're going to resent that because they want to be um, um, fooled. They, they, they want to believe that everything can be okay. They want to believe that it, at heart they're a good person. Um, and the truth is, to get to heaven, you've got to be a perfect person. And when we love people, we've got to tell them that since the standard of perfection for heaven isn't going to change, then we've got to be perfect. And the only way we can be perfect is to ask Jesus, who gives us his perfection, uh, to be our Lord and Savior. And so you keep telling people, Jimmy, that, that uh, there's only one way. It's just Jesus, and you can't be on the thing. When somebody tells me, and it doesn't happen as much anymore, but it used to happen a lot, say, oh, Jesus is a crutch, or the Bible's a crutch. I'd tell them, no, 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 he's the whole gurney. He's way more than a crutch. The Word of God is way more than a crutch. I get on that gurney and let him take me anywhere <laughs> because the Word of God is pure and it's true. And um, people that reject it are, are in danger of eternal damnation. We don't, we don't want that for them. So we keep telling them and the result, Jimmy, is uh, you may lose some friends, but you'll be gaining a whole bunch of really important friends in heaven. Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate it very, very much. Uh, we've got on line one, Ray from San Antonio, who wants to share some thoughts with us. Okay, Ray, you're on the air. Well, happy date day, you guys. And uh, uh, Thank you. On top of that, I was pleasantly surprised when Luke called in. What a, what a uh-huh. nice young man. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, golly, it sounds like he's grown up and... Boy, time flies, huh? Mm-hmm. The older we get, the faster it goes by, right? I'm telling you. <laughs> but uh, you had also touched a spot on me when you were talking about uh, moto and, and all of that, because uh, my my uh, feral cat I'd had for a few years, uh, had to put him down uh Tomorrow will be a, a, a week, and oh. and it's just tough. I keep I keep walking around thinking, oh, there he is. No, <laughs> he's not yep. there. You know, and yeah. so yeah. I just I just was, you know, uh, glad to be able to get a little a little relief off of that, and and uh, I'm not the only one that. Uh, uh, was hurt by his having to be put down, but uh, that's the way it goes, you know. So yeah. I I don't know what else I was going to say, but that's enough because we're running out Thank of time. You. Thank you, Ray. Animal lovers get us. So, yeah, yeah. You know, Paul, I, I'm Paul, so you, sorry. You, you kept Moto's uh, leash and his bowl in the same place for a long time. I did. Just and I would just like you, Ray. I would hear him. In the apartment, I, you know, I just knew he was still there, and I was on the schedule too. He, you know, he did it three thirty until we moved the clock, and then it was four thirty. He did not like that <laughs> change of time at all. Um, but yeah, that that takes a while to get over because I would be sleeping, and I'd be sure I, I would hear him in the in the apartment. You know, Paula, and you know this because we talk, but but I, I still dream about Moto a lot. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And, you know, so it's just it's just one of those things yeah. you get over. Well, Paula, we've got three minutes. Okay. So what's on your heart? What do you want to share? The last thing is, as Christians, um, we want to build with good quality um, materials. Don't be shoddy. Even like I started out, loving the Lord your God with all your heart, not with part of it, just a little bit, you know, here and there is shoddy. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. Um, but the the costly materials, um, God's uncompromising word, reading it to know him and obey it, being changed. Without change, who's going to be able to tell that we're even Christians? Um, prayer uh, builds our relationship, our foundation with, with Jesus. You know, if we're not talking to him, how are we going to get to know him? And if we're not talking to him anymore, maybe we did it one time, 
we're growing cold in our relationship. We're beginning to ignore him and other things are taking um, priority. Now, what, what was the church at Ephesus that lost their first love? They yeah. were still doing all the work, yeah. but they were doing it just as work instead of a labor of love. Mm-hmm. And that's a big difference. It's a big difference. And we can all fall into that. Um, worship and not just singing. Um, but again, if you love Jesus, we will obey him. And that really shows that we love him by by doing what he asks. And then fellowship is so valuable to build one another up. I think that was the thing in this COVID time that was really getting me because my gift of encouragement, I was using it, but there, on there fewer was, people. There was nobody here, yeah. <laughs> Just nine of us. Yeah, Pastor Ron, get in the car. You got the 830 service. We're not going to be late. Come on, let's go. So I was encouraging you. And then faith, faith, trusting God every single day not taking matters into my own hands. And uh, faith really matters. And that's, and then sacrificial service. Again, love your neighbor as yourself. Sacrificial service. We could sacrifice for us, but it was to sacrifice for other people. So just with costly materials, I love the fact that I can come to church and continually learn um, how to do what Jesus is requiring. Talking about quality taking time and quality costs a lot. Patience and perseverance, and are you willing to pay the price? Because Jesus did for us. You know, there's probably thousands of people out there right now wondering, did she ever get tired of hearing him? No. In <laughs> fact, I have, you know, I have the Apple TV. Yeah. So I can, I can watch it at home on our big screen TV. It's like I can reach out and touch you, Pastor Rob. <laughs> it's so good. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. We always appreciate that you take time out of your day. To listen to the program, I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio.